You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part one of four and is called The Testimony of Paul Helmuth. All right. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for this evening and, the, and how great you are, how we can look to you and we think we control things, but when bad things happen in life and weather changes, we realize that we don't have much control. So may we look to you and trust in you and know that our, that you control how all things work out and that you tell us how our eternity can work out. Thank you for changing us and we're coming to save the to seek and to save the lost. So guide Paul tonight in telling what you've done in his life. And may any who don't know you hear how you can change their lives too. So thank you for your son and for everything you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, so the I'll give the we put new sermons on on our sermon line every month. So I'll give you the phone number and the new topics for the month of November. So if you want to the phone number is the first, the same one that you call to get on here, six four one seven one five three eight zero zero. Only you enter four seven eight four nine nine, four seven eight four nine nine. And our current, our new sermons for November: Dennis Rainey with Family Life Today. He's joined by Pastor and Author Ray Ortland to talk about God's design for sexuality. When God made man and woman, He made two distinct genders. Not just for reproduction, but for love and romance. And there's a lot of messed up ideas about this. So hear what God says about it. Then the second sermon is by Pastor Adrian Rogers on dealing with depression. Sometimes you're pretty busy. Satan attacks you. You're depressed. You don't know what to do with life. So hear how God can help us through our depression. And how to find joy in Jesus. And then the... Last two are parts one and two of Real Freedom by Pastor Charles Stanley. A lot of people associate the word freedom with living how you want and doing what you want. But Jesus speaks of freedom, and it's about our souls. So God wants us to be free from our internal bondage and sin and from things that keep us from what he wants us to be. So if you really want to be free, that can only come through Jesus. So call in there and listen to those sermon lines. Remember, if you have background noise, you can press star, four star, press four star to mute yourself, and then four star to unmute yourself. And if we hear any background noise, we'll try to figure out who it is and mute you for you. We can hear some right now. There's some talking in the background, so we'll try to narrow it down. If you have a question, and if you're muted, you can press five star. So if you want to listen to this recording again, you can... Dial in, yeah, the, and listen to the recording later on. You can dial three zero two two zero two. That's the only one. To listen to the recording six four one seven one five thirty eight hundred and eight nine seven five two. 
enter 89752 for the recordings. So tonight, well, next month, we have Jonas Yoder plans to lead us on the topic of Christmas. It's already December next month. There's a lot of different ideas about Christmas. Should we celebrate it? Should we not? How should we? What's, how did it start? So Jonas plans on going through some of the ideas. And tonight, special guest, Paul Helmuth. And Joe will tell a little bit to introduce him. So take it away. All right. Uh, well, I'm excited about tonight. I have known Paul Helmuth and his family for probably about eight, eight to ten years maybe, and uh, um, I guess we uh, shared a phone call about five, six years ago that I never forgot. Um, Matter of fact, uh, a few weeks ago I was preaching and I was reminded of that phone call when, and Paul, you may not remember, but you talked about faith. And you had called me outside of your break and just, um, you know, kind of got me ready for the big phone call, um, uh, which came a little bit later. And I just remember you telling me how you were going to talk about this precious, precious faith. And you told me it was so precious that you could hardly lay it down, like you couldn't. You you just held it, and um, I never forgot that. It 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 reminded me that there's no um, precious stone more dear and precious than our faith in Christ. I was also reminded of what so many in our past so. So many men and women in the past have given their own lives to pass the faith on. And so tonight, I'm excited. Uh, Paul, I, one thing that really has always stood out to me is Paul knows his scriptures. And it's um, always pretty amazing to sit down and talk about the Bible and listen to Paul quote scripture after scripture from heart. I know very few people that can do that as well as Paul. So without any further ado, Paul is from um, Arthur, Illinois, a large Amish community there that uh, I've visited numerous times and and, uh, gotten to know some other Amish and former Amish in the area. And um, so uh, just uh, appreciate you, Paul, coming on. Thank you so much, and uh, share your heart. And uh, there's lots of callers on the line tonight, so uh, I'm sure there'll be a time when you want to probably ask questions and, and uh, or people would want to ask questions or maybe along the way or however you want to do that. So go ahead, Paul. Thank you, Joe. I'm uh, honored to take this time and opportunity to share from the grace of God that that I was so destitute of 16 years ago I was uh, I was bankrupt I thought I had it all and uh, I'll just start uh, with when I was when I was a young young little boy about four years old the Lord one day came to me very clear. I don't know how to explain it other than in a childish way. 
she made it very clear and my mom shared that he would come back someday and just her little conversation of saying that he would come back someday mm-hmm. I remember I, I began to get visions of him coming in the clouds and us going home with him and I was so excited I wish it would happen that day but it didn't happen but you know from four years old I'm going to jump up to you know 11 12 13 years old I was raised in an old order Amish home and uh, my father I would consider one of the you know more strict Amish fathers we were taught very diligently to follow the tradition of our fathers and being under the Amish influence uh, of the teachings as many of you know it's when you have a child that is indoctrinated from four, five, six, seven on up you come to a place where all of a sudden you wonder what what is the truth you thought you knew the truth, but all of a sudden you began to wonder, well, but what is the truth? Something's not making sense. And so I was very, very zealous for the tradition of my fathers. I, I don't mean this in an arrogant way, but I mean in a truthful way that I probably exceeded most of my contemporaries, that I would usually pray something like this to God in my, just in the quietness of my heart when I was 14, 15 years old. Uh, People that left the Amish, I would say something like this to God in my heart. God, I do not understand. If I were you, I would just terminate, exterminate them now, send them to hell. They're just a pollution in the land. They are people that, they're, they're a disease to our land. They, they think they're right, but they're, they're gonna go to hell. And so I placed everyone that left the Amish, you're gonna go to hell. And so, in this manner, I was taught both from ministry and, you know, my father being a strict father, uh, Amish father at that time. That's kind of what I got. <clears throat> and so, as life continued on, I went, you know, 15 to 16. One day, while sitting in the Amish setting there, I just, this is kind of really where it really began for me. I was sitting there on this hard backless bench and the old bishop which actually married my mother and father he thundered out in an ang- almost angry like voice long eyebrows he just looked like he was angry he said you must be born again and I was 16 years old at that time but I had no clue what that meant I had no clue I, I didn't know what he was saying but as, as I reflect back, it was that day when that, what I believe to be an unconverted Amish bishop, quoted scripture who didn't even know what it meant to be born again. He had a version, he had his own interpretation of being born again, but did not know what it meant. The Holy Spirit took that word and like an arrow, it lodged in my heart. And I knew as a 16-year-old boy, I knew I must, I must discover what that means to be born again. And so, you know, I could, in Sunday schools and, like, well, back up a little bit, just born again, <clears throat> I felt a little bit like Nicodemus, for those of you who can understand German. 
I thought he's saying that du musst nine Wiedergebäude sein. You must be born nine times. Du musst nine Wiedergebäude I thought he's saying I have to be born nine times. I couldn't figure it out. I just remember going home and starting to confer with someone, and I don't remember who it was. What does this mean? I was at a total loss. I struggled, and I battled, and I, I knew I had to discover. I began crying out the best that I knew how to cry out. And uh, somewhere, somehow, this is where some things are not fully, fully clear to me. In my heart, I began crying out. I would. I remember one night I was in bed and I had a dream and I, that I was in hell. And in this place of torment, now, I, I don't have a lot of descriptions for hell. Never been there, you know other than in this dream. But in this place of torment, it was totally dark. And I've already thought of that since then. How, when you have a flame, when you have fire, you think you have light, correct? Well, in this place of torment, I tried to climb up, and I tried to climb up, and I, I would always fall back down. I tried to climb up, and I would fall back down. And, and you know, being in this tormenting place, there was no light. It was all darkness. It was darkness. And it was lonely. And it was it wasn't company there. It was so lonely. And I remember I just kept crying out to God. No magic formula, but one day in my crying out and turning to God, not knowing really how to turn to God other than just turn knowing that there was a God, I turned to him and a peace mm-hmm. came over my life. A peace. And when I, when I saw the face of Christ over my heart, it brought it just brought in a, a tremendous peace into my life. Uh, I'm sorry, you have to forgive me a little bit. I get jumping ahead sometimes here. But before that happened, I used to go to work as a 16-year-old boy and crossing a busy road. And I had a neighbor boy that got killed in a logging accident, and that accelerated my anxieties. I knew, I knew. If I'd crossed that road and I missed watching for that car, that truck, and I'd get killed, I'd be hell bound. And so my misery continued until, until one day the peace of God flooded my heart <clears throat> and brought a peace into my life that I had known nothing about. I didn't know how to explain it to people. There weren't many people around me that I knew how to share my faith with as a young Christian. I began struggling with you know, it's really then that some of my troubles began, like, I began to battle thoughts, thoughts that I didn't like anymore. I began to have desires, and, and on the flip side, some thoughts that just, just dirty thoughts, like, okay, I had this peace, I'm battling, I tried to sing, I tried to, every day at my workplace, I would try to go to the 98 Selected Songbook. And I would literally memorize songs. I just tried to flood my mind with good thoughts and singing to myself and memorizing songs and battled and battled. And as a young Christian, I found very little to nothing of support in my quest, in my journey now. <clears throat> but I always interpret this, as I've read my Bible through the years, I've always interpreted this now as the day I left Egypt. Uh, I got out of Egypt, and now I go into the wilderness, and uh, 
began to experience things there. I began to share concerns that I had with people. I began to say, you know, what about this? What about what about this? And uh, am I still on? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I began to question things. I began to wonder about this and that. I would go from one bishop to another bishop. In fact, the very bishop that I told me that I must be born again, I decided to go to him for counsel. And I reflect back and I realize when I went back to him, he never, never pointed me to Christ. I went to another bishop. He never pointed me to Christ. I went to a minister. He just said, well, just be nice, just be obedient. And so, you know, the sad thing is this, it's the sad, but it's the truth, is I was more confused every time I went to my Amish bishops and ministers, and I left there more perplexed than if I'd have never went. And I didn't understand it at the time, but they never had a solution. They never had, Christ was never in the picture of of, of my solution or whatever. It, it was always just, well, just whatever. I don't know, you know, kind of whatever. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.